Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Good morning, everyone. Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, Bryce Diamond, post-game, morning devotions versus the New York Knicks. Bing bong. That's right. Playing the Knicks. They're on an eight-game winning streak. The Raptors on what seems like a six-game freefall. And here we are in Madison Square Garden, Knicks fans on top of the world. It usually happens since Thibodeau took over. It usually happens in the first 30, 35 games of the season that Knicks fans believe in this team like it's the 1970s. And if you look at the lineup... You know, no no offense, no offense to Mitchell Robinson. No no offense to uh, bench players like Evan Fournier. Uh, but Julius Randle uh, is not not some superstar. Uh, he did make an All Star game, but he's probably not making the All Star game this year. Jalen Brunson, legit. Starting point guard probably could be a starting point guard on a playoff team. Maybe uh, a seven or eight seed, but a legitimate starter who's on a playoff team. And R.J. Barrett, really rock-solid starter. Um, I I wouldn't say a, a third option on a contending team, certainly not this early in his career. This is a very beatable Knicks team, a very beatable Knicks team. And I know the vibes were high, you know, it's Christmas time in in New York City and everyone's feeling better about everything and themselves. And Knicks fans, uh, you know, after an eight game winning streak, they're on a high on top of the world. But what comes up must come down. And unfortunately, in this case, uh, it, it did. Now, it started off much like a number of games have started that, that the Raptors have played in the last six. Uh, they play a decent first quarter. It's tight. Happened in Philly. We were up 23-22. Last night it was 28-27. So it's a one-point game. You know, you play decent on the road. And then second quarter, uh, Raps played very solid. One point had a 13-point lead, and Pascal Siakam had 26 at the break. And you thought, maybe, maybe. But again, Pascal had 20-plus points against Philly. And uh, the Raptors uh, were not really in that game at the half. It, didn't, it seemed like it, it might get blown open to start the third quarter. Uh, where they got down 14, but here they are, 
up 10th the break in Madison Square against, I think, a very beatable team. Now, you know, before the season started, I had the Knicks as the 10 seed, um, just making it above uh, Washington and Charlotte. I didn't think either uh, of those teams, nor do I think the New York Knicks, are going to win 41 games. They could prove me wrong, no doubt. But that's where I kind of put them. So even with without Precious, without Otto Porter Jr., without Gary Trent, without a lot of, um, you know, uh, good team morale and and uh, good form, I thought, you know, this is, this is going to be a tricky game. But I, I still think the Knicks are beatable. So this is a good position for the Raps. Good position to be in. And Pascal just kept coming. Kept coming. Uh, I think he flirted with 40 by the time the third quarter ended. And the Raps uh, did at one point get the lead stripped from them, 72-70. Uh, but then took a, a six-point lead going into the fourth quarter. So this was theirs for the taking. Really, either team, knowing how hot the Knicks are, knowing how much confidence they had, the, the game was right there for either team. You know, it was just a matter of uh, really who was going to have the best player on the floor and uh, which coach uh, had the right mix when the other team was, was pushing, was on a run. And in this case, the Knicks made some good runs in the fourth quarter. They got down eight. They came back. They even took the lead in the fourth quarter with uh, under three minutes to play. But Pascal Siakam just wouldn't, would not let this game um, go without him having the final say. And the Raps did get the lead back. Both teams went a bit cold for a minute and a half, two minutes. And, uh, and then Fred Van Vliet off an assist. Pascal Siakam's seventh assist of the night buried a triple uh, with... Uh, under a minute to play and got him up four points and that was critical uh, Julius Randle then missed a bucket wraps it two free throws Julius Randle got a dunk wraps it two free throws and then Pascal Siakam what did I say uh, he would not allow this game to finish without him saying the final word they tried to foul him in the backcourt with about 20 seconds to go he drives the length of the floor, gets fouled, and the basket. And with the basket and free throw, the three-point play, he finishes with a career-high 52 points. And ladies and gentlemen, as I wear my City Edition Pascal Siakam jersey, shout out to my friend Kayla for hooking me up. Um, first time I've, I've got um a raptors jersey at uh in four years last time zaya bought me a demar de rosen jersey in fact all three raptors jerseys that i own were christmas gifts given to me one in 2000 and uh and then 2018 2022 but i i <laughs> i walk away from that conversation that tangent and just say pascal siakam uh, just was absolutely incredible. There was all kinds of stats 
on Stats Muse, from Raptors journalists, um, from the NBA stats keeping world, uh, who, who said all kinds of things about Pascal Siakam's performance. But the one that really got me excited was uh, this stat about the last time a Raptors player, sorry, any player, any player in the NBA scored 50 plus points and had at least nine rebounds and at least five assists was in 2009 when LeBron James did that. Pascal Siakam had nine rebounds, seven assists last night to go with his 52 points. He was something ridiculous, like 17 of 25 from the field, which is like 68% shooting uh, out of this world. He was 16 of 18 from the line. Um, apparently, at one point, the referees thought he was Joel Embiid because they gave him 18 free throws. But at the end of the day, the Knicks could just not handle Pascal Siakam. And it was huge. Now, he did need other guys to step up. OG had a decent game. Scotty had a decent defensive second half, although he was awful offensively. He did get a bit of a punch, a bit of a boost from Malachi Flynn, who hit a big fourth quarter three. Uh, but his his running mate, uh, his, his, his guy, who, who's always been there for him during his career, they're rookies together. Uh, they've both been all-stars. Fred Van Vliet shows up with 28 points. Wasn't his best performance. And he certainly had a tough cold stretch uh, late fourth quarter. But when it mattered most, when the chips were down, Pascal bet on Fred Van Vliet and Fred Van Vliet bet on himself, drilling that three with under a minute to go to get up four and really... Uh, give them the separation that they needed to seal the door shut. So finally, finally, I, I know what goes up must come down. What goes down must come up. Is that right? Is that a saying? Is that true scientifically? Uh, but you felt like a win was coming. Uh, the way they played against the Brooklyn Nets, the way they played against the Philadelphia 76ers, you felt like the win was coming and they got the win. Now, on Jurassic Views, Zion and I, Courtney, have all spoken at length in different episodes about how good Pascal Siakam is and how good he can be. And at the start of the season, we all talked about, could he truly be a top five player? Because that's what he said his goal was, to be a top five player. Now, when you think of top five players in this league, you think of... Nikola Jokic, back-to-back -back MVP. You think of another back-to-back -back MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You think of a guy like KD, who's in the conversation, a guy like Steph, who's in the conversation. You obviously think of Luka Doncic, and you definitely have to include, because of the way he impacts the game on both sides of the floor, you have to include Joel Embiid. That's the top six. Can Pascal get to that level? We've often paired him on this show, <clears throat> as I'm sure others have, but we've often paired him and his development and his rise 
and where he needs to continue to build his game uh, with, like, Jason Tatum, who's a guy who I picked as my top seven player this season, so just outside of the group I mentioned before. So those are the guys that he's competing with if he's going to be top five. And on a game like last night, on a game like Monday against Philly, on a game uh, last week, like he played against the Orlando Magic, where he's getting, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 rebounds, when he's getting 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 assists, and he's able to score 30-plus, you know, um, in all those games. He had 36 in Orlando, 38 against Philly, and now 52, 90 combined points in his last two games. These are the types of things he has to do in order to put himself in a conversation where people are saying, hey, maybe the, maybe this guy is top five, or maybe he's he's got the trajectory to get to top five. I'm willing to say that after putting him top, I put him at number 13, I believe Courtney had him at number 12 going into the season. I'm willing to say he's starting to build a campaign. He's starting to build a resume this particular season, not last season, not the season before. He had some good years in the past. I'm talking about this season. He's starting to put the numbers together where he can be talked about at least in the top 10. I don't think he's top five yet, but he's in that conversation with Tatum. Obviously, Indiana blowing out Boston last night helps, (laughs) although they've looked very good, and so has Jason Tatum this season. He's got to put himself in the conversation with John Morant. Now, other guys who have been in the, the top 12, top 15 conversation, veterans, like obviously LeBron James. I'm not going to put LeBron James in my top 10 this year when the Lakers are under 500 and AD, another guy who's been around that top 10, I think I put AD as my number 11. I'm not going to put AD there because he keeps getting injured. And so he can't have the impact. We can talk about potential. We can talk about what he did. But we can't talk about what he's doing if he keeps getting injured. He had a great 10 games. Lakers went 8-2. and two. Unfortunately, he doesn't play the next game or the next week. So AD's not there for me. We've talked about Devin Booker being in around the conversation. We talked about Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler's not doing this year. His numbers are all down. The Miami Heat have struggled. They're only 500. And for me, Devin Booker doesn't have the versatility of playmaking or defending where he can switch, where he can attack guys of all sizes and speeds and skills. So for me, he's not there with Pascal Siakam. Maybe Zion Williamson jumps the queue a bit on some of the guys I just talked about. So, if you've got if I've got Tatum at 7, which I think is very legitimate. He's a number 7 guy in the league. I'll keep all 
the guys one through seven as I named before. I'm going to put Jaw there because right now they're the best team in the Western Conference, tied with the Denver Nuggets at 19-11. I think Denver has the tiebreaker against them. So technically speaking, Denver is the one seed. Memphis is the two seed. I'm going to put Ja Morant at number eight. I'm going to put Zion Williamson right now because he's been healthier than years before, because he's kicked the Raptors' ass almost by himself, and his numbers look awfully good, even though he's not as good a defensive player, even though he can't playmake like Pascal. His impact has been incredible, and the record also is above 500. I believe they're the four seed right now in, in the Western Conference. But after the top seven I named, Ja at number eight, Zion at number nine. Pascal Siakam, for me, in what he's done for the 94 feet that he plays the game at, and for the impact he has on his team, if you had a healthy team, if you had guys playing at their potential, including Fred Van Vliet start to finish, the Raptors would right now be 18 and 14, maybe even uh, 19 and 13, and they'd be the five seed in the Eastern Conference. And then I would say Pascal might even be uh, number nine in the league. Maybe even number eight, because Ja doesn't play great defense. But right now for me, Pascal Siakam is number 10 in the NBA. And if you want to argue that, that's fine. But let's talk about this season, his numbers, his impact, his win shares, and all the elite things that he does at all three levels offensively and 94 feet of impact as well. Total basketball. To me, he's a top 10 guy, and I, and I think there's arguments for him being number eight. That's the kind of season he's having. That's the kind of game he just produced. It's incredible, guys. It's incredible. They often talk about, you know, speaking into existence the things that you want to see manifested. (laughs) You hear artists say that all the time. Well, here is our guy, Pascal Siakam. Speaking into existence, a top five reality for his career, for his ranking among his peers in the NBA. And who knows, guys? Who knows? With consistency, with health, with a little bit of luck and a lot of team chemistry and morale, maybe He just pulls it off. But for right now, he's second team All-NBA for me, and he's number 10 in the season. The Raptors have got a win. The six-game free fall is over, and we've got more work to do against another Eastern Conference foe, a team who is compared to us at the start of the season and will probably be a team that we are compared to for the next three or four seasons, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. We will be sharp for that game. I hope Scotty Barnes is at his very best because he played awful 
offensively against the Knicks last night, one for 10 from the field. Hopefully he's sharp, and hopefully Nick Nurse is sharp. Hopefully, if he does take high risk, high reward, he's using the right matchups. Um, hopefully he, he's adaptable as a coach in that next game. If he is, if we're on as a club, who knows? Maybe we, we get our third straight win this season against the Cleveland Cavaliers, take it on the road, and begin to build towards something as we get back Gary and Precious and Otto Porter early in the new year. All right, y'all. I hope you've been well. I hope you're getting a little bit of sunshine uh, before uh, the Southern Ontario uh, storm hits. I believe it's coming from Colorado, so there's probably a lot of listeners affected by the storm. Uh, Shout out to Grand Rapids, Michigan. My boy, Chad, I hope you're safe tonight. Uh, But T.O., hunker down at least for the next 48 hours. There will be light at the end of the tunnel, just like there has been light at the end of the hallway from this six-game losing uh, streak. Uh, But we'll catch up to you soon. Christmas right around the corner. And, of course, that Cavs game tomorrow night in Cleveland. All right, y'all. Peace. I think I don't, I don't do trivia, boy. I'm on your